Welcome to the podcast, Good Times in the Garden. Hello to all my fellow gardeners out there. I am your host, Matt Stefano. This is episode two, April 8th, 2021. Is there any better place to be than your garden? I don't think so. Well, thank you once again for joining me here at Good Times in the Garden. Today's episode, I will be taking a short walk through my backyard garden and share that experience with you. Hope you enjoy it. I live in southern New York State, and it is early spring. Spring is my favorite season, especially after the winter that just ended here in the Northeast. There was lots of snow, lots of wind, and lots of cold weather from December through March, even for this part of the country. So now that the weather has started to break here in early April, no more snow, warmer temperatures, and lots of sunny days, my garden has started to come back to life from its long, dormant winter. And that is why spring is so special to me and I believe to many other people. Months of being cooped up inside and looking through the windows and seeing nothing but barren trees and days of windy, gray, cold skies can really make you anticipate the coming of spring. And spring is here. So let's get excited. It's always great when that happens. So let's start the spring tour of my backyard garden now. I'm going to kind of walk you through the garden and hopefully give you a good picture in your mind's eye of what I'm seeing. It's about 58 degrees Fahrenheit today. The skies are blue. I can hear the birds singing in the trees above me. It's a little past 8 o'clock in the morning. As you leave my house from the side door, a small paved pathway takes you to the back of my house. My backyard is about 50 feet by 40 feet in area. When I moved to this home about 12 years ago, I enclosed the backyard in a six foot tall white vinyl fence. This fence gives me uh, the privacy I wanted and also provides a vertical pallet for me to work with in my garden. The total size of my backyard and garden are perfect for what I like to do. If your garden becomes so large that you find yourself not wanting to do the work it takes to keep it beautiful, then you probably have made your garden too big. A garden should bring you joy and relaxation even when you are working in the yard. So my advice is always to keep the size of your garden manageable for yourself and for the time you have. If you were looking at my garden from above, it would be the shape of a rectangle. My backyard garden tour with you today will start in the bottom right-hand quadrant of that rectangle. I will describe to you what I come across as I walk through the garden in a counterclockwise fashion. Well, as soon as you enter my backyard garden, about five years ago, I planted four blueberry bushes along the right-hand 
uh, side of the yard along the fence. The varieties of blueberries are Duke, Blue Crop, Liberty, and Elliot. The blueberry bushes were about four feet tall and three years old each when I purchased them. I bought them from a blueberry farm called True Vine Ranch for about $60 each. True Vine Ranch is a family-run blueberry farm located in Kansas. Uh, they have a very nice online website. I hope you check it out. I highly recommend them. Um, they produce every year lots of beautiful, healthy blueberry plants. So my total investment in blueberry plants originally was $240. I know you may be saying, hey, Matt, you can buy blueberry bushes at Home Depot for about $20 each. So if I want to have blueberries, why spend that type of money? Well, here's why. Most people buy blueberry bushes like myself because they want to eat delicious homegrown blueberries. A $20 plant, even under perfect conditions that you buy at Home Depot, is still about four to five years away from providing any type of significant fruit production. The plants sold there and in most of these big chain stores are still really just too young. Buying mature blueberry bushes from a farm like I did means you'll be eating pints and pints of delicious blueberries the first season you plant them. If you factor in the cost of buying blueberries at the store, remember they're not cheap, you probably will make your money back in a season or two with mature plants. So that's what I did. <clears throat> so on the right-hand side of my backyard, I planted the four blueberry bushes. This part of my yard receives about seven to eight hours of sunlight a day. This is particularly important for blueberries if you want lots of fruit. The soil I planted the bushes in was mixed with equal parts sphagnum peat moss. The moss, along with regular acid-loving fertilizer, provides the blueberries with the acidic conditions that are so critical for their survival. They like to have a soil pH of, you know, somewhere between the low fives to the low six uh, on the pH scale. And the acid-loving fertilizer that I give them about once a month and the sphagnum peat moss that I mixed in with the soil keeps the soil acidity at that level. Here in early April, all four of the blueberry plants are covered in leaf buds. In just another week or so, the bush will also be covered in beautiful small white flowers. The local bees will then do their work gathering nectar for themselves and helping the blueberry bushes pollinate for all the fruit that is to come. The reason I planted multiple varieties of blueberries is that it provides a much bigger yield of fruit. Cross-pollination between different blueberry plants allows this to occur. So as I look at these four bushes in early April, I dream about the delicious crop of berries that is soon to come. Beyond the blueberry plants, still on 
the right-hand side of my yard, there are three rose bushes. Each rose bush is about three feet high. The first variety that I planted about three years ago is called the knockout rose. The knockout variety produces beautiful dark red flowers from early spring to late summer. The first flowers will probably bud in just another few weeks. The only downsides to this, uh, downside to this beautiful variety of rose is that for as good as the flowers look, they have no smell, which is a shame, but the rose bush itself is beautiful and the flowers are prolific. But this is why I plant the second variety of rose in the same area called At Last. At Last variety produces beautiful salmon-colored flowers that have the most unbelievable scent to them. I would personally describe the aroma of the flower to a freshly cut cantaloupe. At Last does not produce as many flowers as the knockout variety, but the scent more than makes up for it. <clears throat> Both varieties of roses are from the company Proven Winners. The three rose bushes have already started to leaf out. These leaves are gathering all the sun's energy to help the plants later on produce their beautiful flowers. About two weeks ago, before the rose bushes started to leaf out, I removed some of the branches from each bush to open up the plant to better air circulation. That is critical for almost all rose bushes to allow a lot of air to get in between the plant during the growing season. So on, my, on the right-hand side of my rectangular backyard garden, there as, I, there, as I mentioned, the blueberry bushes and the rose plants. All along, though, the top of the fence, behind the blueberry and the roses, I have placed about 20 small hanging baskets. In each of these baskets, I have planted multiple varieties of strawberries. In episode one of this podcast, I described all the details about these strawberry plants. So if you're interested in that and you have not listened to podcast episode one, please do so. Looking into each of these hanging baskets now, I can see the dark green leaves of each strawberry plant. In about three weeks, all of these strawberry plants will begin to bloom. And about three weeks after that, I will be eating delicious sweet strawberries. At this point in the tour, I'm going to pause, which I will definitely continue in my next podcast. I hope you enjoyed the tour so far at this point. Looking at all the plants in my yard this early spring morning, coming out of dormancy from the winter, it's such an uplifting sight. Seeing new life and hope of what is to come surround you is one of the biggest thrills you can get from gardening. I hope you all have some time this week to get outside, to watch 
to smell, to hear, to touch, and to feel the natural world around you as it welcomes us back to our gardens. Until next time, this is Matt DiStefano from Good Times in the Garden. Is there any better place than in your garden? I don't think so. Enjoy your day, everyone.